For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Tabernacle, A Blueprint of Heaven. This is part five of the series. Next, we're going to look at the third item in the Ark of the Covenant, which is Aaron's rod that budded. And spiritually, Aaron's rod that budded represents obeying the divine decrees of the God of Israel. So let's see how this is so. Aaron and his sons were given the priesthood, that is the Levitical priesthood, by divine decree from the God of Israel. In Exodus chapter 29 verse 9 it is written, Aaron and his sons and the priest's office shall be theirs for a perpetual statute. Korah led a rebellion against this divine decree in Numbers chapter 16 verse 1 and verse 3. Now Korah took men and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, so Moses confronts Korah regarding this accusation. In Numbers chapter 16, verses 29 and 30, it is written, If these men die the common death of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up, then ye shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. So the earth opens and swallows up Korah and his men. We can see this from Numbers chapter 16, verses 31 and 32, as it is written. And it came to pass, as he had made an end of speaking all these words, and the earth opened her mouth, and swallowed them up in their houses and all the men that appurned unto Korah and all their goods. So with this judgment upon Korah and his men for the rebellion against the divine decree of the God of Israel, the God of Israel asks Moses to do the following which we can see from Numbers chapter 17, verses 1 and 2, as it is written. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and take of every one of them a rod, according to the house of their fathers, of all their princes, according to the house of their fathers, twelve rods. Write thou every man's name upon his rod. Continuing in Numbers chapter 17, verse 3 and verse 5, And ye shall write Aaron's name upon the rod of Levi, for one rod shall be for the head of the house of their fathers. And it shall come to pass that the man's rod, whom I shall choose, shall blossom, and I will make to cease from me the murmurings of the children of Israel, whereby they murmur against you. Continuing in Numbers chapter 17, verses 7 and 8, it is written, And Moses laid up the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. And it came to pass that on the morrow Moses went into the tabernacle of witness. And behold, the rod of Aaron for the house of Levi was budded, and brought forth buds, and bloomed blossoms, and yielded almonds. 
And as a result, Aaron's rod that budded is put inside the Ark of the Covenant. In Numbers chapter 17, verse 10, it is written, And the Lord said unto Moses, Bring Aaron's rod again before the testimony to be kept for a token or a sign against the rebels, and ye shall quite take away their murmurings from me that they die not. So Aaron's rod that budded spiritually represents acceptance of the divine decrees of the God of Israel. That you obey his divine decrees, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, because he is the king who sits upon the throne of his kingdom. So Aaron's rod that budded symbolizes divine authority in God's kingship. As a result, the spiritual level of the Holy of Holies seeks to do the will of the God of Israel and is given supernatural provision by the God of Israel, loves his Torah, obeys and follows his divine decrees, and submits to and accepts his divine authority and kingship in your life. As a result, the overcomer in Yeshua will rule and reign with him. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 26 it is written, And he that overcomes and keeps my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 21 it is written, To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. So in the kingdom of the God of Israel, those who have spiritually ascended to the Holy of Holies will rule and reign with Yeshua in his kingdom as a part of his government over those who have lower levels of holiness in his kingdom. And who ultimately, and what is the name of these people? It is Yeshua's bride who will rule and reign with him and live with Yeshua forever in the new Jerusalem. So let's summarize this part of the teaching. Number one, there are two pieces of furniture in the Holy of Holies. They are the mercy seat, which sat above the Ark of the Covenant, and then the Ark of the Covenant itself. Number two, spiritually the mercy seat represents the throne of God. Number three, the throne of God, or the way in which God rules in his kingdom, is by justice, righteousness, mercy, and truth. Number four, spiritually the mercy seat in the Ark of the Covenant is associated with abiding in the presence of the God of Israel and his glory. Number five, spiritually the mercy seat is associated with atonement and reconciliation. Number six, the mercy seat was upon the Ark of the Covenant. Inside the Ark of the Covenant were three items. The Ten Commandments, called the Testimony, the Golden Pot of Manna, and Aaron's Rod that Budded. Number seven. Spiritually, the Ark of the Covenant is associated with doing the will of the God of Israel in your life. And number eight. The Ten Commandments is called the Testimony, and the Torah is a Tree of Life. Number nine. Spiritually, the golden pot of manna represents the supernatural provision of the God of Israel in our lives. Number 10. Spiritually, Aaron's rod that budded represents obeying the divine decrees of the God of Israel. Number 11. Spiritually, the overcomer in Yeshua will be given the tree of life, the hidden manna, and will rule and reign with him. Number 12. Spiritually, the Holy of Holies represents the spiritual characteristics of the Bride of Yeshua who will rule and reign with him and live forever with him in the new Jerusalem. In other words, the Bride of Yeshua will seek to do his will, have communion with him, will be shown his supernatural provision, will follow his Torah, which includes his divine decrees, and will live their lives following the principles of justice, righteousness, mercy, and truth. 
And as a result, from rising to this level of spiritual maturity, Yeshua will marry his bride, live forever with her in the New Jerusalem, and she will rule and reign in his kingdom with him. Next, we're going to see the principle that we've been establishing in this teaching from the component parts of the tabernacle, and that is in the kingdom of God, there are different levels of holiness. And these different levels of holiness are also represented as different levels of glory. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35, Paul asks the question, But some will say, How are the dead raised up, and with what body do they come? He's speaking about believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. What kind of body will they have? So Paul makes an analogy from the natural physical world to make his point. So he continues in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 40. In answering his question, there are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Continuing in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 41, there is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. And then Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 42, so also is the resurrection of the dead. So for believers in Yeshua as the Messiah, what type of body will they have? All will have glorified bodies, but not every glorified body will be the same. Because one star, and remember it was said of Abraham that his descendants will be as the stars of the sky, one star differs from another star in glory, meaning there's levels of glory or there's levels of holiness in the kingdom of the God of Israel. So now let's examine different ways in which the three areas of the tabernacle, the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies, represent levels of holiness and how the God of Israel communicates this concept in a variety of ways. First is the concept of the way, the truth, and the life. The outer court represents the way. The holy place represents the truth. And the holy of holies represents the life. So we begin with the way, we seek to follow the truth, and when we do, we end up with the life of God. Next, we're going to look at this principle as levels of spiritual ascent. So the way of the outer court is associated with salvation in Messiah and being cleansed from a sinful lifestyle expressed through water baptism. And then we ascend to recognizing that Yeshua is the bread of life. He's the word and we follow his word by his spirit. And in our relationship with the God of Israel, the holy place, we have a devoted and dedicated prayer life unto him. And the Holy of Holies is associated with doing his will and allowing his divine authority and kingship to rule and reign in your life. And as a result, you will rule and reign with him as his bride. So we're going to look at the three areas of the tabernacle in levels of spiritual maturity. In another way, the outer court represents the babe or the child in Messiah. The holy place represents growing in Messiah. And the holy of holies represents being spiritually mature in Messiah. Next, we're going to look at the three areas of the tabernacle as it relates to God revealing himself. So first he reveals himself to you, as expressed in the outer court. Then he's going to reveal himself in you, that's the holy place. And then he's going to reveal himself through you, that's the holy of holies. Next, we're going to look at the three areas of the tabernacle in regards to our spiritual walk. In the outer court, even though that we've received Yeshua as our Savior, we still live our lives and walk according to our natural eyes, or human reasoning. 
But the higher level of spiritual walk is to discern and live your life through spiritual eyes. And the highest level of spiritual walk is walking in the glory of God, represented by the Holy of Holies. Next, we're going to look at the three areas of the tabernacle as it relates to the parable of the sower. And the sower sows the word, and the word is to be written upon our heart. And so how do we receive the word? For those that hear it, how is it produced in our life? Well, to some, they end up accepting Yeshua as their Savior. That's 30-fold. Others make him Savior and realize that Yeshua is the meaning and the purpose of life, and in doing so, seek to live their life by every word of God. That's the 60-fold return of the holy place. But others receive Yeshua as Messiah, seek to do his will in their lives, accept his sovereignty and his kingship over their lives, while seeking to follow his Torah or word by his spirit. This is the hundredfold return of the Holy of Holies. So next we're going to look at the three areas of the tabernacle through the levels of God's will being manifested in your life. Accepting Yeshua as the Messiah, making him savior of your life, is the good will of God. But no longer living a sinful lifestyle in Yeshua and realizing that Yeshua is the purpose and meaning of life and seek to live your life by obeying his Torah or his word is the well-pleasing will of God in our lives. But the perfect will of God in our lives is that we believe in Yeshua, seek to do his will, accept his kingship, follow his divine decrees and rulings, and expressing, seeking to obey his Torah by his spirit. That's the perfect will of God in our lives. So now let's look at the three areas of the tabernacle through the progression of the biblical annual festivals. The outer court is represented by Passover. That's the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and putting the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost. From there they went to Mount Sinai. This is represented by the holy place, wherein in Acts chapter 2 the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost. And then the Holy of Holies is represented by tabernacles. And tabernacles is a harvest festival. It's the fruit of doing the will of God in our lives. Next, we're going to look at the three areas of the tabernacle as it relates to the children of Israel coming out of Egypt on their way to Jerusalem or Mount Zion. When they came out of Egypt and put the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost, this was their door to come out of Egypt. Yeshua is that door. Then the children of Israel went into the wilderness. The wilderness is outside the land of Israel. It's represented by the outer court and the tabernacle. Crossing the Jordan and going into the promised land, the land of Israel, is spiritually ascending and is associated with the holy place. But where the God of Israel ultimately desired to take his people was to Jerusalem or Mount Zion. This is represented by the Holy of Holies. Next, we're going to look at the three areas of the tabernacle through the layout of the world. So when the people of the God of Israel who were in covenant with him, that is the nation of Israel, when they lived outside of the land of Israel and the nations of the world, it is regarded that they're living in exile. This is associated with the outer court. But when his people return to the land of Israel, it is said that they make Aliyah. They spiritually ascend out of the nations in going to the land of Israel. This is associated with the holy place. And the highest form of holiness is represented in the land of Israel by the city of Jerusalem. So it's associated with the holy of holies. Next, we're going to look at the three areas of the tabernacle through those of the nation of Israel who came out of Egypt. We have the general people. They are represented by the outer court. But higher than the general people of Israel were the elders of Israel. They are represented by the holy place. But the one who went on top of Mount Sinai and communed with the God of Israel was Moses. 
he was higher than the elders of Israel, and his place and position among the people was represented by the Holy of Holies. And finally, we're going to look at the three areas of the tabernacle as it relates to the city of Jerusalem itself. The outer city limits of Jerusalem is associated with the outer court, but holier than the general city of Jerusalem itself is the Temple Mount that's associated with the holy place. But holier than the Temple Mount is the temple itself, and that's associated with the Holy of Holies. So the last thing that we're going to look at in this teaching are four basic elements of the structure of the kingdom of God. So there are four key elements that's associated with a nation or a kingdom. And they are as follows. Number one, you need a ruler over a government. And Yeshua is king over the government of the God of Israel. Number two, you need a rule of law or a constitution. In the kingdom of God, it is his Torah. Number three, you need a people. In the kingdom of God, the name of this people is the house of Jacob. And from the house of Jacob, Yeshua will have a bride who will live forever with him in the new Jerusalem. Number four, you need a place to live or a territory. In the kingdom of God, eternity will be spent in the new heavens and earth. So let's look at the first of the four elements that make up a nation or a kingdom. The God of Israel has a kingdom over which he rules. We can see this from Daniel chapter 2 verse 44 as it is written. In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and the kingdom of the God of Israel will stand forever and ever. So Yeshua is the king over his father's kingdom. In Revelation chapter 11 verse 15 it is written, And the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our lord and of his messiah and he will reign forever and ever yeshua is the king of kings and the lord of lords in revelation chapter 19 verse 13 and verse 16 it is written and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of god and he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords so Yeshua is over the government of the kingdom of God. In Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 it is written, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. The Torah is the constitution of the kingdom of God. In Isaiah chapter 2 verse 3 it is written, And many people will go and say, Come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord, that's Mount Zion, to the house of the God of Jacob, that is the temple, and he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion, that is Jerusalem, shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The family of the kingdom of God is called the house of Jacob. In Luke chapter 1 verse 31 verse 33 it is written, And behold, ye shall conceive in your womb and bring forth the son referring to mary and shall call his name yeshua which means salvation and he will reign over the house of jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end yeshua has a bride who he will dwell with for all eternity in revelation chapter 19 verse 7 it is written let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready 
Yeshua will dwell with his bride forever in the New Jerusalem. In Revelation chapter 21, verses 9 and 10, it is written, Come here, and I will show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and a high mountain, that is, the heavenly Mount Zion. And he showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. And finally, there will be a new heavens and a new earth. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 1, it is written, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. So now let's summarize the last part of this teaching. Number one, after being saved by grace through faith in Yeshua, there are different levels of spiritual holiness. Number two, these different levels of spiritual holiness is associated with the three main parts of the tabernacle. Number three, the outer court of the tabernacle shows the way of the God of Israel. His way begins with being saved in Yeshua and progressing in the Torah or the Word of God to identify and to eliminate living a sinful lifestyle according to the flesh and worldly thinking. The holy place of the tabernacle shows the truth of the God of Israel. His truth recognizes that Yeshua is the bread of life, he's the meaning and the purpose of life, and we seek to follow his Torah or his word with the help and the inspiration of his Holy Spirit while having communion with him through a devoted prayer life. Number five, the Holy of Holies of the tabernacle shows the life of the God of Israel. His life comes from seeking to do his will in your life, living a lifestyle showing forth justice, righteousness, mercy, and truth toward others while acknowledging his kingship and authority over our lives by following his divine decrees. Number six, there are many things regarding the kingdom of the God of Israel that are patterned after the levels of holiness in the tabernacle. One example is the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and going to the promised land with the eventual destination of Jerusalem or Mount Zion. Passover represented the door out of Egypt and salvation. Eating unleavened bread and crossing the Red Sea represented washing at the brass laver. Continuing with number six, the children of Israel dying in the wilderness represents only progressing to the spiritual level of the outer court. As the land of Israel represents the holy place and Jerusalem or Mount Zion represents ascending to the holy of holies. And finally, number seven, the God of Israel has a kingdom and Yeshua is king over that kingdom. The Torah is the constitution of his kingdom. The name of his people is the house of Jacob. Yeshua will spend forever with the redeemed house of Jacob in the new heavens and earth. And the bride of Yeshua will live forever with him in the new Jerusalem. Well, that's going to conclude our teaching on understanding that the tabernacle is a blueprint of heaven, where we saw through many examples that there are levels of holiness in the kingdom of the God of Israel. So I pray that you and I, in believing that Yeshua is the Messiah, will grow to spiritual maturity and be his bride who will live and dwell and rule and reign with him forever in the new Jerusalem. But in order to do so, I would like to remind you that we need to walk as Yeshua walked. For he is our example to his bride.
how we are to live our lives in this world. So in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, it is written, He that says he abides in him, he that says he's a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah, which begins with being saved in him, ought then to walk or to live our lives even as he walked. And how did Yeshua walk? How did he live his life? He sought to do the will of his Father and keep his Torah. Even so, we are called upon, as we live our lives in this world, to do the same. Well, that's going to conclude part five of the series on the subject, The Tabernacle, a Blueprint of Heaven. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.